Hello everybody, it's Dan Saunders and David Redden here again with you with our regular podcast, Saunders and Redders Talking Cricket, and particularly having a focus on suburban districts cricket played in wonderful Newcastle Lake Macquarie. Dan Saunders, for the second time this evening, a very good evening. Hi Redders, great to be here. Um, apologies about the uh, technology issue last week which brought things to a halt, um, but I'm sure you finish things up as great as you always do. Oh, yes. It's, as I was saying to you earlier on, it's uh, not the same without you there, my friend, I must admit. Uh, suburban Districts is a new beast for me, and it's great to be the host, but uh, it depends upon uh, you're the star of this particular podcast, which I'm very happy to say. And uh, no, stars it's in this sky, mate. Just <laughs> okay, before we go and have a, a, our review of, of games played in Suburban Districts cricket, unfortunately, there was only one result. An extraordinary bowling performance from Luke Jusevski at Warners Bay the previous week, which we didn't get a chance to mention. Dan, do you want to quickly run through those figures for us, please? Yeah, Luke Jusevski from Warners Bay in round five, bowled seven overs, six maidens, five for one. Five wickets for one run. An absolutely amazing achievement. A fantastic bowling effort. I'm going to assume he bowled seven straight. Um, you'd be filthy if it was a misfield, wouldn't you? You would be um, my great mate and uh, stalwart of water. Yeah, my one of my best one of my best mates in life, Jimmy Newburn's a football stalwart at Killarney Vale, and he's also a Warners Bay cricket stalwart. He had a credit. We said, "Redders, you didn't get this on the podcast." So, Jimmy, you big heap. There we go. There it is. We're talking about Luke's extraordinary performance there um, for Warners Bay, and again, five for one off seven is quite honestly ridiculous. And that is congratulations to Luke. Uh, superb performance. I know we've got some press in social media, which is great to see. So five for one off seven, amazing figures. On a Suburban District's um, uh, first division games played on the Saturday, the 20th of November, there was one result and one result only. Adamstown Premier Hotel, four for 93, defeated Walls End 97 by Duckworth Lewis Stern. The drawn games, Redhead, seven for 128 against Merriweather, who did not get to bat. West Waterboard, four for 104 against Port Stephens. Mary Ellen Mudrats, six for 97 before the rain came, and Newcastle against West Juniman, and Nelson Bay was seven for 90 before rain came against Newcastle City at Adamstown Rosebuds at Adamstown number two. Uh, Dan, uh, let's have a look at the game that was played. Uh, this game won by Duckworth Lewis, and for some bizarre reason, they've got 52 or 53 overs of cricket at Jesmond Park, where everybody else almost, ex- almost completely stopped in that 25 to 26 and a half over range. This game lasted 52 overs, so congratulations to everybody there. But uh, Adamstown having a big win over Walls End, a big upset and uh, a terrific uh, fill-up for the Adamstown guys. Over to you, my friend. Adamstown, 4 for 93, winning on Duckworth Lewis over Walls End, 97. Dan Saunders. Yeah, look, a fantastic effort by the Adamstown Premier Hotel. Um, this game was really a game of two halves, uh, Walls then were set into bat on what would have been a wet wicket, a wet outfield, significant rain throughout the week. It was a credit to a lot of the curators again that all games commenced. Absolutely. Division 1. 100%. Not all grounds, unfortunately, have covers. So, yeah, credit to the curators and those involved in getting our wickets ready. Um, wicket couldn't have been too bad early. Walls then were no, no wicket down for 53 before they lost their first wicket. Uh, Vikram Sharma scored 26 from 33. Uh, ably supported by Rowan Moffell with 26 from 48. They put on 53 for the first wicket. So one for 61 and all out for 97 in 27.1 overs. Um, the destroyer for the Premier Hotel, which was also the performance of the week, 
and was also given the NDCA uh, performance of the week across all yep. cricket. Certainly was. Uh, Doug Giles, 6 for 19 from 7 overs. A fantastic bowling um, effort. He's, he's broken up that top order partnership and ripped the heart out of the Wall's End middle order. To bowl them out for 97, and importantly, in 27 overs, as you said, for them to get so many overs in for this game and to get a result, Wall's End's uh, innings has ended. Rose, uh, Premier Hotel's innings have started with that break in play. You know, 10 or 11 overs time-wise early, um, and they've got to get into that run chase. Looks like they've had a crack from the start. Murray with 18. Uh, Giles, who, again, 6 for 19 or 7, a fantastic bowling display, has scored uh, 19 from 15 with four boundaries opening the batting. And the middle order have all contributed. A couple of double-figure scores there. Jeff Brooks, 13. Ben roughly 12, not out. Uh, four for 93 in the 24th over. Duckworth Lewis, uh, as the game had gone 20 overs, it's a contest. Uh, four runs short in the actual head-to-head run chase, but once the rain's hit, it would have been impossible for them to get back out on the field. The wicket would have been unplayable. And, um, yeah, unfortunately for Walls End, but well done to the Premier Hotel, their first win of the season. Uh, Shafiq Syed, no wicket for five from six overs with four maidens. Um, wow. Some effort there of note for Walls End. Uh, Meta taking two for 18 from six. But, yeah, look, um, yeah, great to see the Premier Hotel get off the mark. And um, as we stated last week, they only fell 15, 16 runs short against the Mary Ellen on what would have been a boil over last week. So they put two really good performances together and hopefully that will instill some confidence in the Premier Hotel as they um, move forward this season. I can assure you that across Newcastle cricket that the, the often this is one of the first times I can remember in many, many years that so many games had the rainfall basically at the end of the first innings, particularly in the grade games. And as you can see by here, they all started at 12. And yes. mostly, everybody got 40 overs in and then whooshka, down she came. And That's there was a lot of scurrying of messages and phone calls and text around trying to get DLS calculations right. And of course, it, there, are, there are a few different versions of it. So it actually got quite interesting at times. But um, no, I digress. Well done, Adamstown um, Premier Hotel, their first win. And big cheer out to my great mate, Lucas James Holmes, who uh, is a seamer for Adamstown Premier Hotel and a superb uh, football commentator on Bar TV is the great man, Lucas Holmes. Redhead, 7 for 128, Drew Merriweather. Now, Dan has made this um, point before that Merriweather's struggling a little bit with numbers. A couple of um, uh, the, the COVID rules have, have sort of come into play there. And in a couple of weeks, they won't have to worry about that. Um, but that, that sort of affected the strength. Redhead ended up 7 for 128 off their overs before down came the rain. And Lyles doesn't handle the weather well. I've heard that from certain people, from yourself and a few other people around the place, that it is one place that the drainage perhaps may need to be addressed at some stage. It is quite low-lying when you go there. It's not very far from Redhead Beach, to be quite honest. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, Redhead getting their runs quickly. Over to you, Dan. Redhead, 7 for 128 before the rains came. Yeah, look, Redhead was sent into bat as um, all five games. The um, teams that won the toss have sent the opposition in. Um, wise move, considering the weather that we had prior to the round. Um, but again, Redhead went about their business quickly. They were going at five and over when the um, when the rain hit and play stopped. Uh, Chris Mitchell was standout 37 from 40, with 34 of his runs coming in boundaries. Um, 46 run opening partnership between Zach Lachlan and Lee Newton. Now, Redhead were about the services of their... 
uh, usual opening bats from Joey Parsons and their big off-season uh, recruit, Richard Milman. Um, so 7 of 1, 28 of 25, pretty good effort. Um, Adam Britt returned for Merriweather, one of their key strike bowlers, took 2 for 5 from 5. Yep. He would have been near unplayable on well over, I'd imagine. Um, Tom Lavin took a couple of wickets as well. Um, point shared, and as you touched on, Merriweather, uh, they're sweating on availability from a few of their uh, very handy cricketers who, um, one reason or another, aren't available as yet. Um, but hopefully come December 15, they'll be back on the park and, um, yeah, watch out for the sleeping giant mirror the lines in the second half of the competition. Next game for review is West's DCC uh, waterboard against Port Stevens. This game was at Blackley Oval. Nice to see that Blackley flattened out and played reasonably down and they had a fair deck there. Um, West could have, this could have been a really interesting game of cricket. This could have been in that danger total of 160, 170 easily if they'd have kept going. West Waterboard ended up four for 104 um, off their um, overs before down came the rain and she was all over. I, I do think that they could have been looking at 175 down if they'd have uh, held their composure. Yeah, look, four and over. Um, still with six wickets in, in the um, in the kit bag and uh, Nick Dimmers was set on 26 with 24 of those runs coming in boundaries. Um, yeah, look, that's a funny one. Uh, the waterboard, the only undefeated team after six rounds in the competition, the Port Stevens Pythons. Uh, they made the semi-finals in their first season in the suburban districts in the Newcastle competition last year. Uh, have some impressive depth in their batting. Um, look, that would have been a cracking game with that with that set up for the for the waterboard after 26 overs. You're right, if they bat their 40, 160, 170, certainly on the cards. Um, but with that weather too, a couple of quick wickets in the wet before they go off, it could have been 6-7 for 110, completely different complexion on the game. Um, those two will meet again in the second round. And with the eight-team finals format, it's not the last time those pair will be uh, meeting this season, I would imagine. Yeah, a final eight's going to be really, really interesting in this competition. I think Leighton it's... Everly, three for 32 from his eight with the ball for the five, I should yeah. say. Excellent performance from Leighton Everly. As you said, a final eight is going to open up with all sorts of chances and, and you, what you hope is that it's dry in the finals, everyone can get some good fair cricket. Mary Ellen Mudrats, that I've, I'm finding that hard to say, I might add, and no, I'm not. I haven't had a couple of bourbons or pims. I've, I'm quite sober, thank you. I've just walked in from work. Ended up six for 97, the Mudrats, Cam Roxby, 38. And the West Journeyman didn't get a bat. Um, yeah, Shepard and Knight doing a really good job with the ball there. But Mary Ellen were in quite a bit of bother, Daniel. Yeah, look, in early doors last week, they lost a few early wickets until they stabilised to put 201 on against the Premier Hotel. Um, the Journeyman aren't a team you can afford to stumble against. Um, I'd suggest that rain falling when it did really help the mud rats out in this clash. Roxby scoring 38 at the top of the order. Um, again, you expect him to perform more often than not. Last year, Division One Player of the Year. Um, what's interesting enough, as you mentioned, um, Simon Knight, 2 for 19 from 6, and Scott Shepard, 3 for 24. Uh, they've done the damage. But Dave Sullivan, who's such a such a, an economical bowler, 4 over 3, made no wicket for 3. So he's gone for a single and over for... <laughs> There's been some interesting bowling figures. This the bowling figures have been lights out and amazing. To be honest with you, yeah. Look, there's some very handy cricketers in this competition, um, and that Sullivan and Bashaw weren't the ones well within the wickets. That that says that the journeymen have got a lot of depth with the ball this year, as well as with the bat. 
and I keep harping on that uh, they've been such a consistent team over the last decade or so. That, I mean, I don't believe they've missed the semi-finals in A grade or Division One for possibly a decade, maybe longer. Um, yep. Yeah, that, they'd probably be um, a bit missed at their own game. I think they might have fancied themselves against the Mudrats at that I, point in the game. You think at 6 for 97? I will absolutely guarantee you. <laughs> Captain Obvious. Okay, I, I guarantee you they'd have been a bit miffed. So, you know, disappointing there, but look, it draws it all. One of the interesting things I, again, as you, as everybody knows, I'm a bit new to suburban district cricket. I find it interesting when you look at the point structure in grade, the point structure for wins in suburban districts is entirely different. In fact, a, a draw is one less point than a win. A win's worth three and a draw's worth two. And that, well, that's what the point score is staying on here. Whether that's right or not, I'm not sure, but uh, it looks like it is. And um, it makes it interesting, um, I suppose, with them all being one-day games, you end up getting a lot of points to to, 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 to be able to uh, accumulate. Yeah, well, I guess that's the thing. I guess a, a match in suburban districts is four points on offer, three for a win, one for a loss. Drawn games, tied games, two apiece. Um, I guess... And I guess you see on the, the competition ladder for the for the district competitions when there's what seven points for a win or ten for an outright. How that's how, right. How it's how ten it's for an outright. You can. Out. It's ten for an outright. Six. If you win a one day game like we played in the weekend, it's six. But you can get a bonus point. And I haven't seen evidence yet. I haven't. Yet, if you pogo them inside sixty in sixty percent, and I haven't seen that the evidence of a bonus point yet. And there have been a couple of shellackings that Adamstown game earlier in the year where they got resolved for thirty seven. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that bonus points actually exist. Um, and no, as, yeah, there's no bonus point structure thus far in suburban districts. That may be something to look at for next season or beyond. Because that will uh, change the way cricket is played. They won't. What I think you'll find that if there are bonus points on offer, there'll be a lot um, more hectic run chases. Like the standard is that you've got to get them inside twenty four overs to get a bonus point. That's actually quite difficult. That uh, yeah, there'll be. It could make for some really interesting results, and it might go. It may go and suit teams like Walls End and Redhead who go at a million miles an hour um, chasing every week. So we'll just watch this space, and then over Dan to the last game. Nelson Bay seven for ninety. Will also have been very pleased that the rain came down um, as they were away to the Newcastle City Adamstown Rosebuds. Um, as a matter of interest, is that Newcastle City? Is that Newcastle City football or Newcastle City cricket? No, Adamstown Rosebuds are affiliated with the Newcastle City Sabres District Cricket Club. Okay, right up. Yeah. Um, me, me coming from an Australian rules background, there's also an Australian rules club called Newcastle City, as you no, well know. Understood. Yep. Um, yeah, look, Nelson Bay was sent into bat on what would have been a significantly wet deck and outfield, and 7 for 90 off 25 with the Reigns Cup. Um, again, I'd say Nelson Bay in that position at that time, splitting the points, they'd be pretty happy. Rosebud's be thinking that's one that's got away. Pat Considine, 3 for 15 from 4, and Dean Trajanowski, 2 for 8 from 5, um, doing the damage there for Rosebud's. Um, Matt Palmer in the runs again, 24, was the backbone of that innings uh, from 48 deliveries. Bryce Causey with a quick by 19, and Dougie Rowland, 13, not out when the rain came. Uh, look, those two teams, uh, that's last year's first and second place in Div 2. Uh, Rosebuds are the minor premiers, and they Nelson Bay won the grand final, finishing second, and they won the grand final against Rosebuds. So they've stepped up 
And we, we knew from the start of the season that um, it'll take a while to find their, their footing in that top division. But again, with that eight-team final series and a 10-team comp, um, no team's going to be out of commission. So those guys just need to continue turning up, batting their 40 overs and um, playing well. Nelson Bay aren't far away. They've been very close a couple of games. Um, and Rosebuds, they've got some quality cricketers there. Um, I mentioned last week, the week before, they picked up Tom Sullivan, who's a very handy top-order batsman who yep. can bat long and can score triple figures. So they can uh, get some availability out of Tom Sullivan um, and his guys who support him. They're going to they're gonna pull off some victories as well. It's just going to really even out this competition. Now, quickly over to the ladder before we go to a, a preview of this week's cricket, if we get ahead. The ladder in order, the ladder is ridiculously tight, as you would imagine, with only a few games being... Closer than a fish's bumhole, we say up here in Newcastle. Um, yeah, well, I wasn't going to use that exact language, Daniel. <laughs> Careful. Okay, so in order, Westwater Board on their own on top on 15, and then the next sides are all on 13 points. And I'm assuming that the the, the ratings here... Uh, at some stage, there'd have to be some sort of quotient and so forth. But these teams are all equal second. Walls End, Redhead, the Journeyman, the Mudrats and the Port Sevens Pythons are all on 13 points. Merriwood Up, who's had four draws, I might add, are on 12. Adamstown Premier Hotel on 10. Nelson Bay on 9. And Newcastle City Adamstown also on 9. So one of the closest competitions probably in all of New South Wales, I would think, this particular competition. And Yeah, well, again, it's early doors. I mean, there's... Yep. Been- Four rounds proper, I guess you could say, with the first two rounds being competition-wide draws. Um, but six, six points separating one to ten. Um, but again, it's, it's about putting putting matches back-to-back, get building wins and then putting wins back-to-back. And you now every win's a two-point turnaround against the team you beat. And you start putting two and three wins together, two, four, six points. So that, that ladder's going to topsy-turvy. I mean, we're six rounds through 18, so we're third of the way through the competition already. Um, and yeah, this weekend's fixtures, um, geez, it's a shame of all the rain we've had. I mean, it's bucketed down here at Chelsea over the last hour, uh, well, the last couple of hours, but specifically the last hour. I'd, I'd be stunned if any turf we could get on this weekend. Any, anything that's not already covered Buckley's, but for the sake of assuming it's bone dry and we're going to get five games on the weekend, uh, Port Stevens Pythons versus Mary Ellen Mudrats. Oh, how big. And also, Journeyman against Wall's End. And the Journeyman and the Wall's End. When I was looking at this during my homework, I thought there's clearly the two games of the round is the Journeyman and Wall's End at Blackley and the Pythons hosting Mary Ellen over there at King Park. That They're both cracking games. The entire draw is Adamstown Premier Hotel hosting Redhead at Adamstown. Number two, Merriweather hosting Nelson May at Connolly. The Journeyman hosting Wall's End at Blackley. Port Stevens hosting the Mud Rats at King Park, and West Waterboard hosting Newcastle City Adamstown Rosebuds at Jesmond Park. Dan, um, yeah, very important. Those two, those middle games there in the list of the drawers, the Journeyman and Walls End and Mary Ellen and Mary Ellen Mud Rats and Port Stevens. Look, that those games could be really close if they actually get on. And unfortunately, the the weather is conspiring. The the forecast in Newcastle and also on the Central Coast around tomorrow is for upwards of an inch and a half to two inches of rain, and that's not going to help anybody. Yeah, look, um, again, it's, it's it's highly unlikely games will go ahead, but, yeah, like, when you see the West Journeyman versus Walls End at Blackley, um, and the Pythons hosting the Mudrats at King Park, two games on paper, it's like, 
is I'd like to get out and go and have a look at both of those games. Oh, yeah. Um, but looking at the Premier Hotel, they've just put two great performances back-to-back, including that big upset win over Wall's End. They're hosting Redhead this week. They fancy themselves of, of being able to knock Redhead off. Um, Nelson Bay travelling to Connolly Park to play Merriweather. Historically, there's been some very tight places over the years, a couple of grand finals in consecutive years uh, where they were shared between Nelson Bay and, yep. and Merriweather in the A-grade CNS in the last five years or so. Um, so there's a bit of competitive rivalry there. So that game's certainly not a, a lay-down mosaic for Merriweather, especially with them still being short on troops. Uh, Nelson Bay inching closer to their first win of the season. Um, and Waterboard, undefeated hosting Rosebuds, who are now they're close to it. You know, their first win of the season as well. And, I mean, and again, this is how tight the competition is. If this round's washed out, there's teams who, again, probably think they're banking three points, are going to split the points. Um, and teams who, you know, might be dreading who's on the opposite side of the draw on this week. It's a zero-point turnaround on the ladder. So, look, it's out of our control. Yep. Um, but on paper, a very competitive and interesting round of cricket. Um, and again, as I said, there's five teams all on... 13 points. It's really going to split that up a bit. Oh, it will. It'll start to do. Start to create a little bit of a separation. Those games are all scheduled for 1 o'clock this Saturday. If you're uh, fans of the clubs, get out there and watch some really good suburban districts first grade cricket at those grounds. Um, should be a really interesting week of cricket if we get on. Um, but uh, as I said, just keep an eye, keep an eye on the wet weather page and, and just hope that, we get, hope that the rain doesn't actually fall and we might, might get some cricket. So... He's hoping. I just wanted to touch on another. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. I was going to ask. What What else have you got for us? You've always got something else, Mister Saunders. Yeah. Look, it was a tough round of cricket. Obviously, a lot of games were washed out midway through. Um, there was a number of games. Surprisingly, full results occurred. But um, I know we focus on Division One uh, with this podcast. But I do like to trawl through the lower grades and give a shout out, like the Luke Jasevsky, for instance, for that amazing effort. And see if there's any standout performances. And I don't mind it's level uh, Division 2 through to 6. Um, now, my rule of thumb is pretty much either a century, um, a significant bowling performance, or something out of left field. In Division 3 on the weekend, the local derby, Walls End District Cricket Club, so their Division 3 side, um, hosted the Maryland Fletcher Cricket Club at Federal Park. Um, now, a result was had in this game. Um, a very interesting game. Walls End were bowled out to 72. Yep. Maryland Fletcher won for 73 in 10 overs. So they've got the, the rain must have been on its way. It's actually 40 overs bowled in that game. So on tipping, it was probably even significantly rainy. No official umpires in Division 3. Yep. After the captains. Um, how's this for a bowling performance? Ryan Reedman opening the bowling for Maryland Fletcher. Seven overs, four maidens, four for four. A couple of those names are very familiar to me from the Dennis Broad. Ryan Broad- uh, played in the Dennis Broad. Well, I was about to say, so did Hull. In the semi-final, he had, I believe, a three-wicket opening over. That's... In that semi-final where they oh, they did everything but beat Wall's End in that first semi-final, that five-over side game. The Slogathon, that's right. Yep, and and other and Hull also played in that game for me, and they were actually that was as everybody was lucky to get cricket. I had the privilege of being alongside the great man, the dulcet tones of Dan Saunders that day, and uh, but yeah, four for four off seven is utterly ridiculous. That's just crazy. What, what's what's even more impressive? It's the first four wickets of the innings, and he had Walls End reeling at four for eight. 
<laughs> and they've um, fought back to 72. Yeah. They've, they've done amazing to get to 72. Um, one, one player scoring double, sorry, two players. Uh, their number eight scored 21 off 55, so he's trying to bore them to sleep there. Um, and their number 11, 15 from 26. Uh, but another bowling performance, well, Johnny Hull, Johnny Hull, three for 20. But the other opening bowler, young Jason Lynch, or Tangles as he's known around Newcastle cricket, seven overs, four maidens, no wicket for three. Again, so the opening uh, bowls have bowled 14 overs, eight maidens, four for seven. That's crazy. And that's, well, that's how you win games of cricket, isn't it? So, to be honest with you, that's how you win them. Dan, listen, uh, I. So that's this week's standout performance. Um, yeah, so well done to those people mentioned. It's, it's great and good to see some results uh, getting over the line before the deluge hit on Saturday. And it was a deluge, I'm telling you. Um, uh, it, at times, at uh, Stockholm, I thought we were going to get some, we've got one of the best training grounds in all of Australia at, at Lynn Oval. So, mate, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. That um, we had some technical issues early on, so this is our second recording, but we've got through it this time, which is great. Always good to talk suburban district cricket, Dan, and look forward very much. I'll be on holidays next week, so I'll be um, on on tour. So I'll be I'll be uh, calling you on tour and looking forward okay. to that. The great man doesn't rest. <laughs> the great. No, no, this is going to do podcasts. It's what it's what it's all about, you know. If you're going to start a podcast channel and and have people, and to be honest, I'm getting a few people, I uh, a few say hello when I listen. I'm listening to your couple your podcasts, and uh, you know Saunders has got to put up with that other muppet. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know this, I know this. Your your fan your fan club is bigger than Madonna's Madonna's and and uh, <clears throat> Miley Cyrus's combined. But, oh, don't no, worry, they're busting on the other side of the fence too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, no, it's... You go. I was just going to say, it'd be risky not to congratulate you on your um, appointment through Cricket New South Wales at KO Sports um, commentary gig. Did, did that go ahead or did the weather not... <laughs> It rained, it rained, it rained. We got on air. We got on air and that was about it. We went back and they'd called the game off. So the ground pitch was covered and everything. It was just too wet at Warwick Farm. It was fascinating. It's right next to Warwick Farm Racecourse, actually, the ground, Rosedale Oval. But look, that, that very kind. You, you're, you're making no, me a bit embarrassing. You Thank you very much. Cricket. I know you like to downplay that um, and hand out raps, but it's Mutual Admiration Society. I'm one of your biggest fans and... Um, oh. Couldn't be any more deserving than yourself to be recognised and to be given that opportunity. And hopefully there's more of those um, in the future. So well done, Redis. That's great. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate that. I'm a bit embarrassed, but look, thank you so much. I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, thank you, mate. Look for good luck. I know you've got, uh, you've got some uh, important meetings to get to, so I'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time tonight, and I appreciate you rearranging your time for me. And look forward to catching up with you. Next week, I'll be in Bateman's Bay, so I look forward to catching up with you from down at Bateman's. Send me a postcard. Shall do. On behalf of Dan Saunders, this is David Redden. Everybody take care. If we get on this weekend, enjoy your cricket. Otherwise, be safe and take care. Bye-bye.